Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What's up, everybody? You are listening to another episode of Life in English. I'm your host, Tony Kaizen. And I got to be honest, this is like take number five. So if it doesn't work this time, then we're just going to have a fucked up transmission. Good morning, everybody. Good afternoon. Good evening, depending on when you're listening to the transmission. I hope everything is good with y'all. Um, everything's good here. You know, Life in English, episode 32. And today we're talking about choices. Okay, that's the subject of discussion, you know, because the paths that we walk in life, they're really made up of a number of different choices, right? They are, they consist of a number of different choices. Now, knowing this fact can give us a lot of anxiety about making the wrong choices, you know? So in this episode, I'd like to explore the idea and the curiosity of making choices in our lives, you know, our everyday lives. And I'm becoming more and more aware about how important our daily choices are, you know. And uh, it was these just a few days ago, I was listening to an audio clip of Alan Watts, and he was talking about choices. And I found the audio clip really interesting, and I thought it could interest you as well. So, um, oh, I also think that there's some useful vocabulary that you can learn by listening to this clip. So what I'm going to do is play the clip of Alan, of Alan Watts talking and then explain different things that he said, different words and phrases or expressions and things like that. All right. Um, if you're familiar with the show, you kind of know how this is going to work. If this is your first time, I highly recommend that you listen to the entire episode just so you can get a real feel for the real deal. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, let's move on. You might be asking yourself, who the hell it's Alan Watts. I said I was listening to an audio clip of Alan Watts. And this man was a British writer who interpreted and popularized Eastern philosophy like Buddhism, for example. Um, he made it basically, he interpreted it in a way that would be easier to understand for a Western mind, people in Western Europe or in the Americas, for example. And um, he was born in Chislehurst. England. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but he moved to the United States in 1938 and he began what is known as Zen training in New York, according to the story. So he was born in 1915 in the UK, but um, he died in 73 in Druid Heights, California. Now, just in case you're wondering, just in case you want to uh, learn more about him, his name is spelled A-L-A-N, Allen. W-A-T-T-S, Watts, okay? Some of his most popular books are The Way of Zen, The Wisdom of Insecurity, and Become What You Are. And I'll have links to these books in the show notes um, for this episode, lifeinenglish.net slash show 32, all right? Um, so, now let's get into the meat and potatoes. Let's get into the thick of it. All right, so I'm going to play this clip of Alan Watts talking about choice, 
And after that, I'll uh, explain everything you need to know to understand it completely. Okay? Let's do it. You do not know where your decisions come from. They pop up like hiccups. And when you make a decision, people have a great deal of anxiety about making decisions. Did I think this over long enough? Did I take enough data into consideration? And if you think it through, you find you never could take enough data into consideration. The data for a decision in any given situation is infinite. So what you do is, you go through the motions of thinking out what you will do about this. But warriors are people who think of all the variables beyond their control and what might happen. Choice is the act of hesitation that we make before making a decision. It is a mental wobbling. And so we are always in a dither of doubt as to whether we are behaving the right way, doing the right thing, and so on and so forth, and lack a certain kind of self-confidence. And if you see you lack self-confidence, you will make mistakes through sheer fumbling. If you do have self-confidence, you may carry, get away with doing entirely the wrong thing. You have to regard yourself as a cloud in the flesh. Because you see, clouds never make mistakes. Did you ever see a cloud that was misshapen? Did you ever see a badly designed wave? <laughs> no, they always do the right thing. But if you will treat yourself for a while, as a cloud or wave and realize that you can't make a mistake whatever you do because even if you do something that seems to be totally disastrous it'll all come out in the wash somehow or other then through this capacity you will develop a kind of confidence and through confidence you will be able to trust your own intuition but this is the middle way of knowing it has nothing to do with your decision to do this or not whether you decide that uh, you can't make a mistake or whether you don't decide it, it's true anyway. But you are like cloud and water. And through the, that realization, without overcompensating in the other direction, you will come to the point where you begin to be on good terms with your own being and to be able to trust your own brain. Each of these lives is the right one. Every All right, so hopefully you uh, enjoyed the audio clip. Hopefully it gave you something to think about. But just in case you didn't understand everything that was said during the clip, now I'm going to try to explain anything and everything that I imagine might not be so easy to understand. All right, so one of the first things that Alan Watts said was that uh, our choices or our decisions, they pop up like hiccups. So what does pop up mean? It really just means to appear quickly and out of nowhere, you know, almost like a genie just pops up and appears out of nowhere. So your decisions, they just come from no particular place. We don't know where they come from. They just pop up, you know. And when he says hiccups, H-I-C-C-U-P-S, hiccups, um, your decisions pop up like hiccups. What he's saying is, um, or I guess what hiccups are according to the dictionary, is an involuntary spasm of the diaphragm and respiratory organs with a sudden closure of the glottis and characteristic sound like that of a cough. I speak English. That's my first language. I don't even know what the fuck that means. So hiccups, you know how sometimes you're doing absolutely nothing in particular and then you 
So for some reason, you can't stop doing that sound or making that sound, I should say. We call that the hiccups. Okay, so if I'm constantly doing that, I have the hiccups. Okay, and if you think about that sound I'm making in like bubbles, for example, it's kind of just popping up out of nowhere. So that's the idea. All right. So uh, another detail, he said, make a decision at some point during the clip. And I just want to bring your attention to the way we talk about decisions in English. Okay. Because in English, we make decisions. Okay. We don't do decisions. We don't take decisions. We don't form decisions. We make decisions. Okay. Every time. Uh, He also said a great deal, like making decisions gives people a great deal of anxiety. Now, a great deal of is the same thing as a lot of. So making decisions gives us a great deal of anxiety or it gives us a lot of anxiety, a large amount. You see what I'm saying? It's just another way of expressing the same idea. Um, A great deal of anxiety about making decisions. Now, you might ask yourself, why don't I say about make decisions, right? Or about to make decisions or about for make decisions? Um, Well, in this case, we say about making decisions because always in English, you are going to use a gerund after a preposition. So if the verb comes after a preposition like the word for or of or about, you're going to use the gerund form of the verb, okay? So you have anxiety about making decisions, all right? Okay, then um, another expression that he used was, did I think this over long enough, okay? So to think something over, basically what that means is to think about all the aspects of something, right? To To really consider it. Um, 100% to think it over, right? Just to think about it deeply, okay? Um, Another way of saying this, he said, did I take enough data into consideration? Okay, so to take something into consideration just means to consider something, okay? It's just another way of saying the same thing. Um, Think it through. Next on the list is think it through. And it's the same thing as think it over. It just means to think about something thoroughly in a thorough manner, in a detailed manner. Okay. Uh, Next on the list is infinite. Infinite. And it just means without limits or limitless. So the amount of data that you could take into consideration there's no limit. There's, you know, you can't count the amount because there's, it's limitless, right? So he said, what do you do? You go through the motions, okay? So to go through the motions, this expression means just to go through the routine of something or practice doing something as if you were doing it for real, you know? For example, a, a professional soccer player goes to practice every single day and they practice the skills that they're going to need when it's the weekend and they have a game in the league right so during the week they're just practicing they're going through the motions that they're going to go through in the real game so that in the real game it's it's natural to them they don't have to think about what to do they just do it okay uh thinking out Right. You need to think out something like think out a plan. It's it's very similar to think through or think over. OK, it just means to make a plan in your mind. All right. Um, worriers. Worriers are people. So a worrier is literally just somebody who worries all the time. Right. Are you a worrier? Not a warrior, which is something different. Just a quick detail. A warrior is somebody who fights in wars. A worrier is somebody who worries. Hopefully you can hear the difference. Warrior, fighter. Worrier, crybaby. Uh, <laughs> beyond their control. Beyond their control. So when we say something is beyond our control, it just means out of our control, right? 
you don't have control over it it's beyond your control uh waddling right a mental waddling he said waddling is like to walk with short clumsy steps kind of like a baby does you know they take little baby steps and they move from side to side it's it's uh it's a little it's not smooth like an adult would walk you see what i mean they're just waddling or like a penguin is another good example penguins waddle you see and clumsy is a word that means like awkward in movement or in handling things right you don't have a lot of physical coordination right you're clumsy you're always dropping things or falling over you don't have very good balance you're clumsy right all right next is in a dither of a doubt now this is incredibly british i've never heard an american say something like this before a dither of a doubt i imagine this comes from the uk uh it just simply means to have doubts so if you are in a dither of a doubt it means that you know just something inside you that just leaves you uncertain right you have doubts about something okay at one point this is a smaller detail but maybe you heard it during the audio clip he said as to now i can't remember where he said that let me try and find it really quick ah we are always in a dither of a doubt as to whether we are behaving the right way okay so in this case as to it just means with respect to or concerning so we're always in doubt with respect to da 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 this this subject okay so he said we're always in a dither of a doubt as to whether we are behaving the right way now this word weather is not like the rain and the sun and the temperature that's w e a t h e r that's the weather that you might be thinking about but the other weather in english which is w h e t h e r is um we use this word to express doubt or a choice between two things that's what this word is used for so in this case when he says a doubt as to whether we are behaving the right way so the choice here or the doubt here is am i behaving the right way yes or no i'm not sure if that's a great explanation but it just it expresses um a choice between two things so i have doubts with respect to whether or not right one choice or another whether or not i'm behaving the right way man i hope that makes sense all right next on the list is and so on and so forth now this expression is used to say continuing with that pattern right so if i make $5 every day today i will have $5 tomorrow i will have $10 the next day i will have $15 and so on and so forth right continuing with that pattern all right the next word on the list is lack l a c k and it just means a certain kind of uh it means something's missing right when he said we lack a certain self-confidence it means that we are missing a certain self-confidence we don't have it something that we need but don't have okay um sheer fumbling now the word sheer s h e e r i wouldn't say it's insanely common but you you may hear it from time to time and it just means nothing more than or simply okay and the word fumbling means doing something clumsily right if you watch american football you know when a receiver or a running back drops the ball they fumble the ball okay so when he says sheer fumbling it means nothing more than doing things in a clumsy manner nothing more than being clumsy or simply being clumsy making mistakes okay um then he says you may carry get away now i don't know if this is like a british way of speaking because we don't say it this way in a, in the united states but may carry get away he's saying you just might get away right there's a perfectly good chance that you will get away with doing the wrong thing and to get away with doing something means to do something most of the time do something wrong but you don't get punished for it nobody knows that you did it 
Okay. So if you do something wrong and nobody knows, it means you got away with doing something wrong. Okay. Then he says you need to regard yourself as a cloud or a wave. So to regard yourself means to consider yourself in a specific way or to look at yourself in a specific way. I believe it comes from the French word regard, which means to look. Okay. Um, in the flesh, in the flesh, this expression kind of just means in person or in real life. So you need to regard yourself as a cloud in the flesh. Right. You need to regard yourself as a cloud in real life. Okay. Then he said, um, did you ever see a cloud that was misshapen? Now, some people might say, have you ever seen a cloud that was misshapen? And it really has the same meaning. It's just two ways of asking the same question. Okay. So you might hear one way in a particular region and another way in another region. All right. Um, misshapen did you ever see a cloud that was misshapen misshapen just means shaped or formed incorrectly or formed poorly right so you've never seen a cloud that was formed incorrectly because you know clouds don't make mistakes they just are what they are and that's really what he's trying to say you know um, did you ever see a badly designed wave or have you ever seen a badly designed wave it's the same idea all right, there's no such thing. It doesn't exist. Um, another expression that he used was, it will all come out in the wash. It will all come out in the wash in one way or another. Um, so to come out in the wash, it means everything will resolve itself, right? Once all the commotion and confusion and chaos is over, you know, things will resolve themselves in one way or another and that's what he means when he says somehow or other it just means if it doesn't happen this way it's going to happen another way right it's inevitable right it's going to happen um your own intuition your own intuition means the intuition that's inside of you and intuition just in case you don't know is the ability to understand something immediately without the need for conscious reasoning. You don't need th people to explain things to you. You just see it and you understand, right? That's your intuition. Okay, next on the list is the middle way. The middle way. And he said something like, let me see. He said, this is the middle way of knowing it has nothing to do with your decision to do this or not. So the middle way, the way I interpreted this phrase is he's saying this is the right way, right? Straight down the middle, not too far to the left, not too far to the right. This is something in the center, you know. Maybe that doesn't make sense to you, but he's just saying this is the right way. This is the best way, okay? That's the way I understand it. Now, um, overcompensating overcompensating this means taking uh let's say excessive measures excessive measures uh, attempting to correct or make amends for an error or a weakness or a problem right so in a place where you feel like you are deficient you're not strong enough or smart enough or whatever it is you might try to overcompensate you might try too hard to to compensate to make up for the things which you lack you see what i'm saying so if you lack one thing in this area you kind of try to do too much in another area to compensate for that lack for that thing that's missing all right and then he says to be on good terms with someone or something okay so to be on good terms with someone or with something it means to be in good standing or to be friendly with, or to have a good, positive relationship and good, positive interactions with someone, right? You both respect each other. You both have positive interactions. You're on good terms. So if that's not the case, then maybe you are on bad terms, right? You don't have respect for this person. Uh, you have confrontations or conflict with this person when you see them or when you talk to them that you're probably not on good terms, okay? And the last thing on the list, uh, no, the second, 
to last thing is your own being, right? You'll be on good terms with your own being and trust your own brain. So your own being is just another way of saying your own existence or your own soul, okay? Your being, everything that you are. And then at the end, I'm, I'm sure you heard it, it sounded like a much older version of Alan Watts, you know, a different recording from a much later time in his life. He said, each of these paths is the right one. Every path is the right path. Everything could have been anything else. And then I think the last sentence of the audio clip was, and it will have just as much humor That's what I think he said, but I couldn't hear it very clearly. So basically what I understood is any path that you take in life is the right path, right? Because you make a choice and there's a consequence for every decision, for every action. So this had to happen. You know, where you are right now had to be this way because of all the decisions that you've made, you know, during your life. And even if you would have made one or two different decisions in the past, you know, you'd still be where you are today. Not necessarily in the same place, but you still would have arrived at a new place and you would have no idea. It would still be your life, right? It would still have as much humor or um, it would still be as fascinating or curious as any other life path that you could have chosen. That's that's what I understood anyway. You can uh, listen to the clip again and draw your own conclusion, you know. But uh, let me see how we're doing on time. 25 minutes. All right, so that's really, I wanted to share that part with you, the audio clip and obviously the vocabulary and stuff like that. But uh, when I was preparing this podcast episode, it made me remember or I guess reflect on some of the choices that I've made over the past five to seven years and even more than that. And just kind of how certain choices really change the entire trajectory of your life or, you know, um, they might change the way you think about things or just kind of take you to places that you never imagined possible. So with the remaining time that we have today, I'd really like to tell you a story. And I've only told the story a couple times before, so I'm going to try to tell it in the most concise way possible because it's a very long, like intricate, detailed story with many different angles and aspects. So I'm just going to stick to the main points, but it's totally, totally, totally related to the subject of this episode, which is choices. And I want to show you how um, a simple choice, one simple choice that I made in 2014, which is, you know, almost six years ago, that one simple choice is the reason that I'm sitting right here, right now, talking to you. Okay, so that's the story I want to tell um, for the rest of this episode. All right, so here we go. So back when I was 19 years old, this was 2014, and um, I was going to a community college in San Diego, California. I was taking like general education classes, which is basically the same shit that we studied in high school, except now you got to pay for it. That's basically what it was. And from Monday to Friday, man, maybe it was Monday to Thursday. I can't remember. I would wake up every morning, drive 30 minutes to go to school. I would sit in, you know three or four random classes for three or four hours, then drive 30 minutes back home. Um, I would have lunch, probably smoke weed, play video games or watch soccer or something like that. And then I would go to work in the afternoon and the evening delivering pizzas for five to six hours, you know, and that was my life. That was my daily routine. You know, I didn't I didn't know what I was doing and I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I was just kind of doing you know what I'm saying and I don't remember being like particularly dissatisfied with my life I just remember feelings of anxiety because I knew that sooner or later I'd have to figure out what I was gonna do with my life you know and I didn't want to be in school but going to school felt like the only option that made sense at the time you know because that's really what we're all encouraged to do right I mean you go to school you get a job And uh, that's what I was doing. Well, that's kind of what I was doing at the time. And uh, one day in my, well, my geology class had a field trip. Okay. And geology is like the study of the earth and rocks and minerals and stuff like that. So um, 
just in case you don't know, a field trip is when a class will take an educational trip to some other location. So instead of going to class today, we're going to get on a school bus and go to the aquarium and learn about sea animals or go to the zoo and learn about forest animals or whatever it is, you know, an educational trip away from school. And um, we have these in college as well, you know, except we don't we don't have school buses. So you have to either get a ride, which means get somebody else to take you or you have to drive yourself, drive your own car. And you'll see why that detail is important in just a moment. All right. So my class, my geology class, we took a field trip to the California coast, like to the beach. Right. We went to the beach to study rocks that you find on the coast, um, different minerals and stuff like that. Um, It was just a basic field trip, you know, nothing special about it. But um, when it was time to go home, when we were leaving the field trip, something not so normal happened, you know. Um, I was walking to my car. Again, like I said, you either have to get a ride or drive yourself. And I had my own car, so I drove myself. And I was walking to the parking lot to get my car and go home. And um, this this guy from my class just approached me. You know, he walked up to me and said, uh, hey, do you think you can give me a ride home? Now, keep in mind, I don't know this fucking guy. I've never talked to him before. I've never said hello. We've never made eye contact. None of that. I just knew who he was because we had the same class two times a week, you know. So he said, hey, can you can you take me home? And I kind of hesitated for a second. You know, I was just sitting there like studying his face, trying to figure out, you know, what the fuck is what's going on here? Because in this country, it's, it's not necessarily normal just to ask a stranger, hey, can you take me home? You see what I'm saying? So. I hesitated for a second. And um, the first thing I said to him was, where do you live? Right. And uh, he said, I live off of the eight freeway going towards San Diego State. And that's where I was going. You see, I was already going in that in that direction. So it would not have been a problem to take him home. And for some reason that I, I still do not know today. I said, yeah, sure, I can take you home, you know, so. I th- I think about that decision a lot that decision. I think about that decision a lot because um I like to think that I gave him a ride home because I had a car and he didn't, you know, so I felt like I could, you know, do him a favor and uh take him home cuz I was already going in that direction. But honestly, I don't know if that's the case because I could have easily just said no, right? Or been in a bad mood and just said no and uh had no problem with it. I would have slept fine that night. I would have been totally okay. So I really don't know why I said, yeah, I'll take you home. But um, yeah, I I just didn't see a reason to say no. Okay. And you might be wondering, okay, why the fuck are you making such a big deal about taking this guy home? Well, you're about to understand with the rest of the story, but you need to understand that that one decision to take this stranger home is not only what you know the 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 main focus of the rest of this story the connection to the rest of this story but it's also the reason I'm sitting here right now telling you this story through this podcast okay so i made the decision to take him home all right so just pay close attention to the rest of the story and see if you can find the direct link between that decision and me sitting here right now okay so this guy's name was alberto that's who i took home and uh, we hit it off instantly, man. And the expression hit it off with somebody, it just means that you instantly connect, you instantly become friends with this person. So we hit it off instantly, man. Uh, we were both interested in a lot of the same things like philosophy and psychology and um, just learning more about life in general. Uh, we both smoked weed. We both played video games. So we instantly became good friends. You know, it was awesome because... We had the same class and then after class we could go back to his place and like smoke and play video games and talk about Friedrich Nietzsche for a few hours. You know, it was cool. It was really cool. And um, Alberto and his roommates, they were all Mexican. So naturally they all spoke Spanish to each other. They spoke English and Spanish all the time like it was nothing. And I'm the only fucking gringo in the room that doesn't 
speak Spanish, so there's plenty of times where I just don't know what the hell is going on. I don't understand the jokes. You know what I'm saying? It's just a different culture that I haven't been exposed to. So it got to a point where I got tired of that. And I just told him, like, look, man, I, I, I'm tired of, like, not being able to follow along and understand you guys and your language and stuff like that. So I want to learn. And he said, you know, all you had to do was ask us, man. We will we'll teach you Spanish, you know. So he was the one that introduced me to Duolingo and got me started learning Spanish. This is back in 2014, you know, and um, just almost immediately, I kind of fell in love with learning the Spanish language and became super interested in Mexican culture. And it was around that time that without even trying, I discovered the best way to learn languages, which is um, the immersion method, right? You just have to live your life in this foreign language, and that's going to force you to learn the foreign language right so you're watch i was watching like novellas and reading articles and shopping at the the mexican grocery stores instead of the american ones just to have any opportunity i could to speak spanish with people you know and um it was around this time that i also started getting a lot more interested in traveling because before meeting alberto and taking him home i had zero interest zero idea of what it really meant to learn a new language, to travel the world by yourself, you know, with not a lot of money and just even knowing that that type of stuff was possible and also the effect that it has on your life and the way you see the world. You know, I had no idea, you know. So, like I said, and this is all because I took him home, right? I'm learning Spanish now. I'm becoming interested in traveling. And it got to a point where I'm really enjoying it and I'm starting to consider, man, how can I travel the world uh, and make money doing it because I don't want to be in school and I don't really have any other career options. So that's what I was trying to do. So it was around this time that I dropped out of school, right? I called my dad and said, I'm not going to school anymore. Uh, I'm going to drop out. And my dad really wanted me to finish because he believes in the power of a college education and a diploma and all these things. But I was just like, fuck, that is not for me, you know? So it was around that time I decided to drop out and I was going to try and travel. But I didn't have a lot of money, so I was going to have to live with my dad. And he lived in St. Louis, which is an I was living in California, he lived in St. Louis, a totally different state in a different region. And um for some reason, I don't remember where the idea came from. I decided I was going to take a trip before moving to my dad's house in St. Louis. And I had been learning Spanish and learning about Mexican culture. So I said, fuck it. I'm going to Mexico. Okay, so this is 2015 now. Almost a year later, I decided to drop out of school and I go to Mexico for six weeks. You know, and it was due to that. Just that one decision to go to Mexico. I had like numerous unforgettable experiences i met uh, really cool people i got to experience mexican culture i improved my spanish and i did all this by myself right i was in a foreign country by myself i did volunteer work um all types of stuff that would not have been possible if i had not taken alberto home i mean it would have been possible but it never would have entered my mind you see or at least not in that way at that time so just by taking him home you know, it opened my mind to the, to new possibilities. And now I'm in Mexico by myself. You know what I'm saying? So let's fast forward to, let's say, July or August 2015. I'm back from Mexico, but now I'm living in St. Louis. Right. And um, this was like a really, really bad time for me, man, because uh, there was absolutely nothing to do in St. Louis. You know, I, I actually... After dropping out of school, started going to fucking school again because I didn't know what else to do with my time. I thought, oh, maybe I can get a degree, you know, teaching Spanish as a foreign language as if I really wanted to do that shit, knowing that I didn't, you know. But that was the plan. I'm just going to get my degree in Spanish and maybe become a teacher, right? Then at least I can pay my bills. But I was miserable because I didn't want to be in school. And then with the rest of my free time, I started delivering pizzas again. Except the neighborhood I was delivering pizzas in in St. Louis was a lot more, uh, let's say, complicated than the one I was in in California. Right. So we're talking like you're delivering pizzas and, you know, a couple blocks away, you hear gunshots, you know, and this is almost every night. So it just wasn't a fun time for me. I was I was miserable because I'm coming off this high, amazing experience in Mexico 
and um now i'm i'm fucking miserable in st louis back in school working a bullshit job not really knowing what i'm gonna do and it was around this time you know this let's say depressed um not so fun time in my life that out of nowhere man or seemingly out of nowhere a brazilian guy that i met back in 2014 playing soccer at school uh he got in contact with me on facebook right so we met in 2014 but we didn't talk because uh he went back to brazil and you know how you exchange information with people and you say oh let's stay in touch we didn't really stay in touch so a year later for some strange reason he sends me a message and says hey man how's it going what's going on and i kind of just explained my situation to him i told him oh, i went to mexico it was great but now i'm in st louis and you know i'm looking for a new place to travel i want to get out of here and he said well why don't you come to brazil you know, and I, I had to stop and think about it because I didn't know anything about Brazil at the time. I didn't know what language they spoke or what their culture was about. You know, I just knew what every other person knows, soccer and, you know, great weather. So I was like, man, I don't really know anything. So he started to tell me about the culture and the history and the beauty of the language, you know, and he invited me to stay at his house in Brazil and, you know, and just come visit. Like, why not? And I said, well, fuck it. I mean, anything has to be better than my current situation. So I guess I'm going to Brazil now, you know. And I only had the confidence to make that decision to go to Brazil by myself, even further away from home for even more time because I had been to Mexico by myself. So I knew it was possible to travel by yourself with, you know, not a lot of money. If you just learn the, the, the local language and be open, open minded and interested in the people I only knew that stuff was possible because I became friends with Alberto and I only became friends with him because I decided to take him home that day. You see what I'm saying? Like how that one decision created all these other situations and possibilities. So now I'm learning Portuguese, right? And that's when I found websites like italki, for example, that I've talked about before on this podcast. I found applications like HelloTalk, which I've talked about before on this podcast, and um, that's how I met some of my best friends today. You see what I'm saying? That's how I met the girl from the story I told you in the episode, How I Learned Brazilian Portuguese. I never would have met her if I had not taken Alberto home that day in 2014. You see what I'm saying? That one decision is the reason I met her. My good friend Leonardo. You see what I'm saying? Like these things only happen because I took him home. That one choice. That one choice. So, let's continue. Now I'm learning Portuguese. I find sites like italki, Hello Talk. I'm making Brazilian friends. And then eventually I start a YouTube channel for, for really Portuguese speakers, but mainly Brazilians who are trying to learn English. Start making videos. And I start connecting with even more Brazilians, right? And then at some point, my good friend Mateus, who's been on the podcast many times, you know, I met him on youtube he left a comment on one of my videos one day and said hey man do you offer private classes you know i'd like to study with you and that made me think huh i guess i should start teaching english online you know maybe make some money doing this and he would not have had the opportunity to leave that comment if i had not started the youtube channel which i would not have done if i hadn't started learning portuguese and before that gone to mexico and before that taken alberto home you see what I'm saying? So now I'm teaching English online. Now I start a podcast. You see what I'm saying? I'm, I'm reaching even more people, connecting with even more people, making money in new ways, learning more about other countries, right? Learning more about Spanish and Portuguese. You see what I'm saying? Like my influence grows, my knowledge grows, my confidence grows. You see what I'm saying? All because I decided to take him home, you know? And then 2019 comes around. I finally get the chance to go to Brazil for three months by myself, you know, and then I get to meet all these friends that I made online uh, in person. You see what I'm saying? And have unforgettable experiences with them all because I decided to take Alberto home. You see what I'm saying? And now 2020, I'm learning how to write computer code. I'm learning how to program, you know. And you want to know who's teaching me how to program? One of my English students, bro. 
a guy that I met giving English classes is now teaching me how to program, right? I never in life thought I'd be doing what I'm doing right now. And a lot of the things, almost everything I do, including me right now sitting here talking to you, is because I made the decision or I made the choice to take Alberto home almost six years ago. Like, and there's so many more details. There's so many more details in that story that I could share with you just to show how how curiously mind-boggling, how curiously just astonishing it is to think about the connection of everything, how every choice is connected to another one. Everything that exists is connected to something else. Everything. You know what I mean? Every decision has consequences. Every, even choosing not to choose is a choice. You see what I'm saying? So everything is about choices and their consequences. And you have no idea what effect one of your choices is going to have on the rest of your life or the lives of other people around you, you know? And I guess that's the point of the audio clip that I played in the beginning is that's where that anxiety comes from because you start to understand, shit, every choice I make matters, you know? And naturally, you start to, to be afraid of making the wrong choices in life or missing out on things, you know, like... Uh, not knowing enough to make the right decisions or whatever it is. You're just scared of fucking up. But the problem is fucking up is not only natural, it's necessary. So there's no reason to be afraid of making the wrong decisions because you're going to. You're going to. And even sometimes when you make the wrong decision, it turns out to be the right decision or it results in the right decision and vice versa. You know what I'm saying? So you just got to you got to try and fail. You got to experiment because that's where your knowledge comes from. And then you can apply that knowledge to, you know, your future decisions. And uh, maybe you already know all this. Maybe I'm not telling you anything different that you never heard. It's just things that I had to learn kind of by myself over the last five to seven years. And it was really interesting to prepare this episode and have to think about those decisions that I made that kind of got me, me got me to where I am today, you know. And um, I think it might be useful for you to think about the same thing. Like, what were the key decisions for you to get where you are right now in this moment? You know, and that could be on your English learning journey or your life in general. You know, it helps to think about these things because you can't really learn from your past or your experiences or your mistakes unless you reflect on them. And a lot of times... You know, we get so caught up in our day-to-day lives that we don't take time to reflect on the choices that we make. All the choices. From the, from the let's say, the smallest to the biggest. Because there's no such thing as a small choice or an insignificant choice. They're, they all matter. They're all important. And you have no idea where they're going to take you, man. So just make the decisions that seem best in the moment. You know, after after thinking it through, thinking about it, thinking it over and uh enjoy the fucking journey man because that's all it is is a journey you know so um hopefully i did a good job of of telling the story and and getting you to see how one simple decision is the very reason that i'm sitting here talking to you right now and never would i have imagined that that one decision would create the next seven years of my life you know what i'm saying Obviously, it wasn't just that one, but when you look at like a starting point or a turning point is a better word for it, that's definitely the one for me, you know. So I challenge you to think about the same thing, you know, can you can you identify turning points in your life where things went really good or really bad, you know? What type of daily decisions are you making? This is just stuff that uh, might be good to consider, my friend. Maybe nobody ever told you you know but uh, i guess that's it for now man we're at 48 minutes so i think that's a good place to stop hopefully this was uh an insightful entertaining or educational episode for you i'm really trying to make the show better and better so please please feel free to give your boy some feedback you know what i'm saying 
because this show is for me, but it's also definitely and more importantly for you. But like I said, I guess that's it for now, my good friend. Um, So I'm going to sign off. This has been another episode of Life in English. I'm your host, Tony Kazin. Thank you if you've made it to the end of the transmission. Thank you for being here. I appreciate your time and attention and uh, your desire to learn. All right. Don't ever lose it. I'm going to get out of here. Peace. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.